Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I got a special guest with me. Y'all already know, man. It's been a while since he's been on camera, but the Packy man is in the building. What's going on, Packy? Let him know what's going on. <laughs> well, I don't know how long he's going to be here until he probably get frustrated and tired. Okay, but uh, my son Paxton is with us on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking about safety Earl Thomas. And the reason why we're talking about safety Earl Thomas is because my inbox has been flooded. Now, I was rolling on the road. I, I just got home not too long ago. And I mean, I have a whole bunch of inboxes, people asking me the question, should the Saints go after Earl Thomas? Now, for some of you that probably don't know what's going on, you're like, Earl Thomas, man, I thought he signed with the Ravens. Well, let me inform you on some things that took place, okay? So on yesterday, which is Saturday, if you're looking at this on a Sunday, Earl Thomas got into a heated debate with his teammate, Chuck Clark. They both played safety. And it got to a point where the coaching staff had to intervene and break these guys up. And they had to send Earl Thomas home. Well, the coaching staff decided that they want to go in another direction. They decided to release Earl Thomas. Now, this is huge right here because we all know the type of player Earl Thomas is. We all know the type of player that, that he is on the field. We know the type of leader that he is. That's right, Peggy. I mean, we know what type of leader he is, right? So everybody's been asking, should the Saints sign Earl Thomas? Now, I look at this two ways, all right? Now, if this was... Before the Saints signed Malcolm Jenkins, I would be on board for this, okay? I would be excited. I would be like, man, this is great stuff right here. This is going to be life-changing stuff for the New Orleans Saints. But the fact that the Saints have Malcolm Jenkins, I feel like they have that missing piece. And especially if you've been following training camp, if you've been following what's been going on at training camp, you see that Malcolm Jenkins um, is huge for the New Orleans Saints. The secondary has been playing big. They've been getting the best out of the offense. And I really feel like Malcolm Jenkins is that missing piece that can help the Saints get over that hump. Earl Thomas is a ball hawk. He is a guy that's instinctive. Uh, for years, we know with the Seattle Seahawks, when he was playing with the Legion of Boom, he was like the center field guy. It was kind of like what the Saints wanted to do when they got Jarius Bird. This, this is who they wanted uh, Jarius Bird to be. But Earl Thomas, man, to me, I just feel like, I mean, it, it just seemed like over the past couple of years, man, he's just been a troublemaker everywhere he went. I don't know if it's just the fact that, you know, this guy just, um, you know, just cocky, arrogant. He just feels like he's right. But I understand that you have skins on the wall. I understand that you're all pro. I understand that you are a beast on the field. But there do come a time where you start to get that, you start getting that reputation for being a distraction. And that's what it's starting to be. I mean, we've seen it out there in Seattle, man, when he pointed the, his middle finger to the Seattle Seahawks uh, sidelines once he got hurt. Uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, going to the Dallas Cowboys. I think he went to Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones at the end of the game when Seattle played the Cowboys and said, come get me. I mean, it just seems like he has always, for the last couple of years, been in the news. For being a, and being a distraction to his team so if the saints really needed him okay i would say go get him 
But I think that the Saints have a guy in Malcolm Jenkins. That's right, Packy. They got Malcolm Jenkins. They got a guy in Malcolm Jenkins who can do some really great things. And, I mean, he's not as big of a distraction um, as Earl Thomas is. Now, um, I know you're probably saying, well, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, him and Drew Brees got into it, you know, at the beginning. But it depends on what side of the fence you're on when it comes to that situation. Some people may look at that as a possible distraction. Other people look at that as like maybe he putting Drew Brees in his place. So whatever side that you you standing on, I mean, I, I guess, you know what I'm saying, it's a fine line. But I think a lot of people can agree that Earl Thomas has been a distraction, okay? He's been a distraction in Seattle. And from this situation that happened in practice, I mean, he really had to really, excuse my French, piss off the coaching staff, okay? Cover your ears, son. Piss off the coaching staff, all right? <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm saying, in order for him to like really, you know what I'm saying, like really for him to get released. So that's the way I, I feel about it, man. But um, I would like to open the floor up to you all. Thank you very much for those that chimed in. Uh, you know, um, I know this is, you know, normally a, a earlier show than I do, but I mean, everybody kind of wanted me to talk about it. So just wanted to uh, get on so, you know, we can we can talk about this. Uh, special shout out. I see Paul is here. He says, uh, no, he will go to Dallas. Uh, yeah, I think that'd probably be a good spot for him. I mean, he wants to play in Dallas. I think he, you know, he is a Texas kid anyway, and I'm pretty sure he grew up as a Cowboy fan. So that would be a good place for him. Uh, Chris says, yes, uh, they should if they could afford him. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like Malcolm Jenkins kind of uh, fills that role. That, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like he fills that role already. Uh, let's throw down a little bit. Uh, Simba says, big shout, Pac-Man. Yeah, man, Pac-Man is in the building. Like I said, I don't know how long he's going to be here, probably until he gets frustrated and decides to go up to the front by his mom, which is probably about right now. You ready to go? Okay. He's walking off right now. Hold on. Let me let me help him open the door. Give me one second. All right. You ready to go? All right. All right. See you later, buddy. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, <laughs> he decided to go up to the front with his mom. So uh, um, that was a, a, a brief cameo by the packing man. And um, I don't know if he's going to be back or not. Uh, Iceman T says, get rid of Marcus Williams. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know why you want to get rid of Marcus Williams, a younger 23-year-old uh, safety for a 32-year-old safety. I, I don't think that'd be, I don't think that'd be smart, Ice Man. I mean, I have to agree to disagree with you on that one. Uh, let's see. What's up, Paxton? I have another shout-out to my son right there. Yeah, he made a brief little cameo real quick. I had to get him on camera. Uh, TJ Kids Pacifier. I'm the same color as your shirt, bro. <laughs> man, thank you very much for the $2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, he got... He got that blue one. Uh, I had to take this one off right here because um, this is a white pacifier, as y'all can see. You know, it, it, it's almost like the same color as the background. So it would have looked like he would have had the logo in his uh, in his pacifier. So I just let him use the blue. Uh, Dwayne says, no, leave him where he is. We don't want that bad habit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the truth. And I know a lot of people may be thinking, they were like, well, and I, and I heard somebody say this. They said, what about Janoris Jenkins? Like, you know, the Saints ended up getting him because of 
something that was going on in New York, you know, him and his uh, coaching staff got into it. But here's the difference, man. I can kind of understand Janoris Jenkins' standpoint. I mean, when you're like the bright spot of a defense and your team has been stinking it up and there's no playoffs nowhere in the picture, eventually you start to get tired of losing, especially when you start to get on uh, this side of 30, okay? I mean, I think Janoris Jenkins is about to be 31 years old if he's not 31 already. The man wants to win, and he wants to be in a position to win. So him being frustrated, I completely understand that. With Earl Thomas, I mean, your team were 14 and two last year, bro. And y'all were the number one seed. I mean, all, all things were clicking in Baltimore, okay? At the bank, at MT Bank, them boys were balling out there. So I really don't understand uh, the logic of Earl Thomas, man. Read that one already. Shouts out to my boy Dwayne, man. Shouts out to him, man. Always coming through. Uh, let's see. I don't think it's a good idea to bring him because he's a distraction and could possibly start fights with teammates in who that locker room. Uh, it'll be worse than bringing AB, my opinion, though. Look, I mean, I, look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That is a very good point. You don't want uh, you don't want division in a locker room, man. I mean, we we seen what happened like around 2014 to about 2016, man. Those those dark two years in the New Orleans Saints organization when you had guys up in there that were, you know, they were distractions, you know, and, and they were like me guys instead of we guys. The Saints have a good locker room. They got a good mix of young players and a and a good uh, nucleus of uh you know what I'm saying like uh, uh veterans and, and young players combined you know what I'm saying you don't need a guy like Earl Thomas man I just feel like somebody like Earl Thomas I don't know what it is about him uh you know I don't understand why uh he just can't get it together especially on in, in winning organizations you know what I'm saying like come on man Seattle is a really good organization okay I mean we all can agree to that I mean Russell Wilson got his team to the playoffs now, just imagine Russell Wilson being a veteran on the offensive side of the ball, being a leader, and then you have you have um, Earl Thomas as the defensive leader. So, I mean, you have a good balance of good offense and defensive leadership on your team. You know, like so that that's very very important. I got my son right here. He just came back in the room, just bust through the door. Got my wife came up in here and came and got him. So. <laughs> Uh, but um, I guess he wanted to be on the show. But anyway, uh, you, you had a good balance of offense and defense, okay? You would have had a leadership on offense, leadership on defense. I just don't get why he, he decides to uh, mess that up. I, I just don't know. Uh, Jay says, we good. Our secondary is set. Earl Thomas' best years are behind him. Let Dallas have him. Plus, remember that BS with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, man, I, I decided to, uh, you know, Jay, I, I remember that, but I, I I don't want to get into that, okay? I, I mostly focus on what these guys do, uh, you know what I'm saying, football-related, okay? I mean, we know these guys, man. A lot of these guys, you know what I'm saying, get into it with, in relationships and stuff like that when they have them, you know, but I'd rather focus on the football aspect. And what I see from, from a football standpoint is a guy who just can't get it together, you know, and, and it's frustrating <clears throat> because I just don't understand how can somebody – with so much talent and goes to some of these winning franchises, just can't get it together. Instead of him acting as if he's a leader, 
okay guys lean on you like you're all pro you're a super bowl champion like you are the standard you automatically come into organizations and you generate respect based off that alone and when you come up in there and you act childish and and, and you know and start to pick fights and have fights with younger players like i just feel like i don't know man that's when you start to really focus on you and not the team and that's something that i don't want and uh, like i said as much talent that he possesses uh I, I don't think the saints would be a good fit for him earl thomas says am i going to have a a start kick some fans start kicking some fans you know what too uh i don't know what you need to do earl you know seem like to me you need to get your life together i mean i'm just being honest man i don't know what it is um it seemed like earl thomas man it's like he you just can't get it together, man. And sometimes you have to look at yourself in a mirror and, and ask yourself, man, is it other people or is it me? Like, am I the problem? Because everywhere you go, it just seems like people, you know, want to give up on you or you frustrate people. So it can't be everybody's fault. OK, I mean, you know, if you've been in relationships, you had four or five relationships and no four or five relationships don't pan out can't always just look at the other person sometimes you got to look at yourself and say what can i do to change this situation and i just don't get it you know for somebody that has that much talent and has been a part of winning organizations it's not like he went to some scrubs or something i just don't understand how he can't get it right cb says uh earl character has never been an issue until of late honestly Hope the uh, fight wasn't the only reason they let him go. I'm pretty sure it was, you know. I'm pretty sure it was. Like, honestly, you don't need those type of distractions. Like, don't matter how much talent you have. I mean, look at look at Antonio Brown, right? Look at Antonio Brown. Look how much of a distraction that he was. To a, and look how talented he was. This guy could arguably be the best receiver of all time, okay? If he was to keep his head on straight, and wouldn't be no distraction. But look at him. I mean, nobody wants to touch this guy with a hundred foot pole. And it seems like that's the same way with Earl Thomas. And it's not like you, you young or something like that. It's not like you in, in your early twenties or, or mid twenties. I mean, you're in your thirties. So te- teams are going to look at you, and you're going to become even less attracted, uh, uh, less attractive to those teams because of your age. So I don't get it, man. I, I just don't like. I, I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I can speculate, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go that far. I got I got a thought in my mind, but I don't want to put it out there. Prom John says, "Let him be a saint. Uh, uh, don't uh, let me see. Let him be the saints. Don't need him. He is a problem." Okay, Prom John, that's a that's a good point. You know, what I'm saying I, I really feel like uh, he wouldn't fit with the New Orleans Saints anyway. Uh, Jerry Paul said, "What up, T.J. Jones? What's going on, man? Appreciate you." uh let's see deal says nah we got malcolm jenkins yep i agree with that jamarcus says i still feel like we need depth at the dm position if cam jordan gets hurt what are we gonna do can't really depend on marcus davenport i disagree with that uh jamarcus because the fact is uh we haven't given marcus davenport a chance to a point where we can say that we need to give up on this dude okay every single year he's been in the league he's gotten better the only issue that we have is the fact that he's gotten hurt these last two years. And I just find it uh, ironic that how we can just fix our lips to say, man, Davenport is a 
is a you know a messed up or a broken project or a fail and then we'll turn around and talk about how the saints really need to davian Clowney, a guy who stay hurt I, I just don't get it you know i just don't get it marcus davenport is a really good football player the dude has a lot of you know athleticism this guy sets the edge like some of the best defensive ends in football but i get it you know we don't pay attention to guys stopping a run we don't stop we don't worry about gap containment or nothing like that we don't worry about that stuff we mostly focus on guys if they're not having 15 20 sacks we feel like they're bust but marcus davenport i'm not willing to give up on him just yet uh jamarcus um you know so i'm not saying that you know you want to give up on a guy but i believe in him i believe in davenport i believe that this guy's going to be one of those players that a lot of people out there are going to be eating crow about if this guy stays healthy he can be a beast if he stays healthy then he's going to change the narrative and i've heard this before man like we we sometimes we give up too quick uh, on people in the who that nation okay i mean we was about to give up on teddy bridgewater before he left right now everybody was talking about why the saints didn't keep him so i just think that davenport the reason why we saying you know these things about him is because we we haven't seen it in a 16 game season but if this guy plays 16 games i guarantee you these chats are going to be completely different if this guy plays all 16 but i do feel like there is some depth there uh you have to keep in mind also jamarcus that a lot of the players that was a part of the defensive end uh rotation were hurt or they were young last season okay trey hendrickson started off hot i mean he started off two games i think he had four sacks in two games dude you know what i'm saying but he ended up having a neck injury uh carl grandison you got to keep in mind i mean the dude uh, actually started off in prison you know what i'm saying before he, the saints actually uh brought him back to the organization i feel like a second year uh is going to really help him uh i just feel like the saints uh have a good uh, rotation of guys it's just the fact that we haven't seen it in a full sample size just yet and if the saints actually continue the momentum that we've been hearing about in practice i don't think you have to be worrying about going out here breaking a bank trying to you know go after jadavian clowny i don't think we have to be on clowny watch I don't think we have to go out here and get no other defensive men. If these guys do what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't have an issue. I don't have an issue with anybody on the Saints team. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in developing your talent. I'm a firm believer in, in getting these guys coached up because when you have a good rotation of guys that you drafted, guys that you brought in, rather they're unrestricted free agents, rather they're undrafted rookies, you know, you have a recipe for success. And you can go out here in the offseason and get a big acquisition. You can go out here and get somebody that can be a life changer, a game changer for your organization. The thing about it is, and while we're talking, we really have not noticed, or you, or some people probably have, a lot of the people that we are saying yeah or nay about, these are players that the Saints drafted. Okay, these are the players that the Saints drafted, and now it's coming to a point where we actually have to pay these guys which means that the Saints have been doing an outstanding job in the draft, which means that they know what the hell they're doing. So I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of Clowney. I haven't seen enough out of him for me to be like, the Saints need to go break bank. And there's a reason why you're still out there. Y'all need to keep that in mind. Now, why is it that Jadavion Clowney is still out there? And don't, don't tell me all oh, man, it's because of the money that he won't. No, man, it's not. Okay. There's only a few teams. I can't reach the internet right now. Check your modem. Uh, be quiet, Google. We talking. Anyway, <laughs> we having a conversation. 
But anyway, you know, I, I mean, there was only a handful of teams, you know, that, um, you know, that actually, you know, quiet, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, ask for his services. So the way I look at it, I'm not that real big fan of Jadavion Clowney. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Not to not to not as big a fan as some other people are. Nah, I like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, I like him too. You know, I think that he's a really good football player, and I, I think he's going to be playing even faster this year. Um, you know, now that he's in his second year. Uh Derek said, nah, black, uh, we locked and loaded. Plus, he wanted uh he wanna be at home in Texas, his home state. Yeah, man. I mean, he's been asking to come to the Cowboys for like three years. You know what I'm saying? Like that's even, I think when a Cowboys uh, played Seattle out in Seattle and I think he had like two interceptions and he bowed to the Dallas Cowboys sidelines, almost like, look, you see what you can get, you know? So, I mean, he, he wants to be in Texas, man. I mean, we know, I mean, I've been watching Earl Thomas for a very long time. I've been watching him since he was at the university of Texas. I, I mean, I remember those, those teams that he was on, man. He was on with uh Vince young and them, man. So, Man, he's a talented dude, man, but I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. I don't know what his malfunction is. You know what I'm saying? But it, it just seems like to me, I don't I don't know. He does play at a position. I'm just going to put it out there. He does play at a position that uh, is known for uh, head injuries. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Imagine Earl Thomas and free safety Malcolm Jenkins at strong safety and Jack Rabbit and Lattimore uh, at corner. That would be a great secondary. Earl can come in on a one-year deal. Peyton can handle those type of players. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't risk it, you know. I would not risk Earl Thomas coming to the New Orleans Saints. I, I just wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't. I mean, we we have to keep in mind, man, we're like we just got this locker room back. It's it just been a solid locker room for about three years now. So I don't want those type of distractions in there. Like one bad play, one miscommunication. You know, this man goes off the deep end. So, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. Uh, I think we got a steal uh, in Ty Montgomery. I agree with that. You know, Ty Montgomery has been doing an outstanding job. Uh, you don't hear anything but positive things, uh, you know, coming uh, from the New Orleans Saints organization about Ty Montgomery. And this guy, you know, it seems like he's pretty sure of himself. And I think he kind of flourishes in offenses like this. I mean, we've seen what he can do. Um, with the Green Bay Packers, man. So imagine what he can do when you actually have some some plays that are designed for him. I mean, he's gonna be dangerous. Uh, GJ says, uh, "Who wouldn't want to be in New Orleans? Uh, we have a good young Super Bowl contending team. Uh, they be vibing in the locker room. They like to have fun. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about Baltimore, man. Like, look, I'm a big time Saints fan, but." I mean, I ain't about to sit up here and make it seem like the Saints are the only team to have fun. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens looked like they was having some some fun too last season. You know what I'm saying? Guys dancing and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating together. So, I mean, I mean that seemed like a pretty good locker room too. I mean, for you to be 14 and 2, man, you got to have a decent locker room, okay? I mean, some of the some of the best teams with the best records have the best locker room. So I mean, he was one of he was in one of the best locker rooms in the league, and that still wasn't good enough for him. Jeremy Ford says Earl Thomas is full of drama. Uh, we don't need that BS in our locker room. I agree with that. I mean, don't need that distraction. We already got people like Junior Gallet up out of the locker room. People like Keenan Lewis. Yeah, I'm saying Keenan Lewis. Uh, got people like Brandon Cooks up out that thing. Akeem Hicks. 
got him up out of there. You know, like you got to get these these bad apples up out of here, man. Guys that are that are distractions to your team. You know, like you got to get those guys out of there, no matter how much talent they possess. You mess around and and have a, a whole locker room full of bad apples, man, because of one that came through the spot. So got to get them up out of there. Uh, Ryan says, hell no. Uh, we're good with who we have. I agree with that. Uh, Keen Arthur says, TJ, how fast is Keith Washington Jr.? And are you expecting him to be able to fill in that nickel or that top two cornerback spot on the depth chart if injuries occur to our top corners? Well, first off, uh, Keen Arthur, he got to get on the field. Um, he, he's been dealing with injuries and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I mean, we got to see what he has. But I think he runs like about a four or five or something like that. You know, four or six, not, not the fastest guy in the world. Uh, but I do think he can play in a nickel spot because, I mean, he is about six foot one. Uh, he has, a, you know, a long wingspan. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, he has, a, a, you know, this, he's deceptively strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he does have those type of traits and got those characteristics going for him. But you got to be on the field. Um, you got to be on the field and, and, and the coaches got to see what you have. And especially during this time, you know, like that's all you have is 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 going on the field. And, and it's almost like high school style. You know, like when you go out there and you try for the high school football team, you know, I mean, the coach is looking at you and seeing who have it, who don't. So that's kind of what the Saints are doing. So, I mean, he does have like all the physical tools that what you're looking for, um, the height, the wingspan, you know, what I'm saying the, the speed for the nickel position. But you got to be on the field, too. So. I'm going to say I don't know because I haven't seen enough out of him yet. Michael says, happy birthday to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rest in peace to Kobe. Uh, you know, his birthday, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. I can't remember. But, but yeah, man, Kobe Bryant definitely left a legacy uh, here. And um, people are still hurting. You know what I'm saying? If for any time, I, I, try, I try to avoid even thinking about Kobe Bryant, man. I mean, I, I honestly – was glad that yesterday I spent most of the evening sleep uh, because, I mean, when I got back up, like, in the middle of the night, I seen all the COVID tributes and stuff like that that was coming uh, down the Twitter feed. And I'm like, man, I, I don't need the energy, man. I mean, just a tragic way that he left his world. I mean, his daughter, man. I mean, you got to think about his, his, his widow, uh, you know what I'm saying, his daughters that, that were left behind. Just sad stuff all around, man. It, Going way too soon, man. Way, way too soon. And it's he's just one of those guys that you felt like would be around forever. You know, he, he he has so much that he can contribute to this world, man. If he was still here, can you imagine like some of these, uh, you know, some of the commentary he could have done? Uh, you know, what I'm saying like some of the documentaries that he could have done about other basketball players and all, all the different things that he's done. You know, what I'm saying that won him different awards. I mean, a guy won an Oscar, man, for God's sakes, he won an Oscar, like. That's just sad, man. Just, just very sad. TJ, uh, how much uh, should we pay AK? I say ten point five or eleven million a year. I say twelve, King Arthur. I give him twelve million a year. I give him twelve million for three years. That's what I give him, and I and I renegotiate his contract. What 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 an option to renegotiate going into his third year? That's what I give him. So if he if he exceed expectations, then you know from that first and that second year. Then in the third year, we can renegotiate the contract. But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, teams don't want to do anything like that because they try to give players as least leverage as they possibly can. 
Uh, the true hurt says, what up, TJ? I would say take a chance on Earl Thomas. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that, the truth hurts. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I mean, if you were a GM, um, you probably feel like the or you probably feel like the Saints actually have a good locker room. They got good coaches that can keep them in line, but I don't know, man. John Harbaugh is a really good coach, and he does have a really good coaching staff out there in Baltimore. So I don't know what the Saints could do any different than what John Harbaugh does out there in Baltimore. I, I never heard anybody say anything bad about John Harbaugh. I never seen anybody say that John Harbaugh's coaching staff is trash or, or they don't get along with him. I ain't never heard of nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about all those personalities they've had on that team, all those legendary uh, players that didn't have under John Harbaugh. You had Ed Reed. Uh, you had Jimmy Smith, for God's sakes, the cornerback. You know what I'm saying? Who, who you still have. Uh, you got Marcus Peters. Come on, man. Give me a break. Then you had like the egos of Ray Lewis, you know what I'm saying? Like greats like Jonathan Ogden. Like, I don't know, man. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't know what else he wants. <laughs> I already read that one. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Make sure that I read the same ones. Inevitable says, I'd rather go uh go get Clowney uh than Earl. Uh we need another pass rusher before his safety. Inevitable, um, I don't know if we need another pass rusher. I mean, I, I really don't know. Like, I feel like all of our, I feel like all of our theories and all of our logic about needing a pass rush come from guys being hurt. When they, when the Saints have guys that are on the field, when they are healthy, they are really damn good. The Saints were getting after the quarterback. Like, we have to remember the first five. I mean, the first five weeks of the season. The Saints had a top 10 defense. And then when Teddy Bridgewater came into the game, they had a top five defense over those five over that five-week span. So all I'm saying is it's not that big of a deal than we're making it out. A lot of the thing and a lot of the feelings that we have are based on the fact of guys getting hurt. Like we're counting on Marcus Davenport getting hurt. We're counting on Sheldon Rankins getting hurt again. We're counting on Trey Hendrickson to get hurt again. We're counting on uh, Carl Granderson not to take an extra step. We're counting on people like Shai Tuttle to not elevate his game. We're counting. We're looking at a possibility of Cam Jordan getting hurt. Look, I get it. Look, I am a Saints fan through and through. I understand, folks. You know, it's almost like if you're running through a gauntlet. Or better yet, if you're playing Super Mario Brothers, right? So all my classic uh Saints fans out there and by classic I mean the ones that are about 35 and up you play Mario on regular Nintendo right so you know when you're going on a certain stage you know where those flames are starting to spit out you know you have to duck at a certain time you know you have to jump over this over the little mushrooms at a certain time you know that you know what I'm saying the, the check mark is you know what I'm saying for the mushroom for you to get big is at a certain level look I get it okay you die a couple of times eventually you realize okay I gotta duck you know what I'm saying I gotta make sure that I I move out of the way to avoid this from happening look I 100% understand that but at the same time okay we cannot just count on guys just being hurt we just can't like you, you can't do that. And I'm pretty sure the Saints aren't doing it either. Like, I feel like they, they know when these guys are healthy, they know that these guys can get after it. Like, give me a break. Like, we're up here talking about Sheldon Rankin. Like, this dude was a scrub. He was the he was 
the third best defensive tackle in, in football in 2018. It, minus Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald before Sheldon Rangers got hurt. Who was playing better than Sheldon Rangers? But we forget those things. And then Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport had four sacks in two weeks before he got hurt. Well, well we, we tend to forget that. And we have to understand, and I will keep saying this, Marcus Davenport is better at this stage of his career than Cam Jordan was at this stage of his career. Do you understand that Cam Jordan has zero, zero sacks in his first year? Zero. But we up here criticizing Davenport, and Davenport had about, what, four or six? So we cannot just we cannot just tie our logic on guys are just going to get hurt. Oh, he's going to get hurt. Like, we don't know that. We don't know if these guys are going to get hurt. And why go out there and spend money on guys that you don't need to get? And, def- and definitely if you're talking definitely if you're talking about Jadavion Clowney, a guy who stays hurt. This guy stays hurt throughout his entire career. At least with Marcus Davenport, he ain't going to be making as much money as Clowney. So you let me get this straight. You want to break the bank or go out here and spend money on a guy who has not had double-digit sacks in his career, a guy that is known for being injured throughout the season, but you want him to replace a guy who don't give you enough sacks and for, for your liking and gets hurt? So what's the difference? What's the difference? Because of name? You know, like because it's Jadavion Clowney? I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I would have took a chance on Everson Griffin than, than Clowney. I, I agree with that. I, I definitely would have took Everson Griffin. I, I definitely would have took him. Jerry says, I, I'll be absolutely dumb to uh, get him. Uh, we're in the cap hell. Uh, we couldn't afford the man at all. Well, if you sign him to a one-year deal and, um, you know, at, at, at a veteran uh, salary, then you could. But I wouldn't go there, route. It's like the ones who play the hardest get hurt the most. Yeah, I mean, but that's football. Like, that's football. Like, look, I, I understand that, you know, the, the, the heart and soul of the offense and the defense, respectively, ba- barely miss games. And that's that's why we spoil in the Who That Nation. We're spoiled, man, because we look at someone like Drew Brees who never really got hurt until last season. We look at somebody like Cam Jordan who ain't never hurt. And we just think all of a sudden, like, everybody got to be like those guys. Man, go ask the Indianapolis coach, okay? Go ask them how they're still trying to find uh, the next Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck was good but stayed hurt. I mean, go go ask, like, some of those guys. I mean, we take we take durability for granted. And, and the thing about it is we just think that that's just supposed to happen. Like, that's, that's part of the norm. That's the reason why people like Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, and Brad Favre celebrated for being Ironman because for them to go and play as long as they have played can, in consecutive games is a miracle because it's only a matter of time before you get hurt. It's only a matter of time before you get hurt, folks. Everybody is not going to be Drew Brees, and everybody is not going to be Cameron Jordan. Okay, they're not. That We are lucky. We are fortunate to have this type of durability. But it does not happen all the time, okay? It does not happen all the time. Guys are going to miss games. It just, it's just a part. 
It, it's just a part of the NFL. But we expect everybody to be like Drew Brees, and we expect everybody to be like Cameron Jordan. But they're not. It's just what it is. Heard the news, TJ. Uh, Congratulations. You are, um, let me see, you are the special guest on Who That Nation chat line Friday night. CB announced it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be on a CB show. I'll be on Who That Nation chat line on Friday, man. So, man, y'all check it out, man. Shouts out to CB. I know I I seen him earlier in, in the chat earlier. So, man, I'll definitely be on the show, man. I, I'll be on uh, the Who That Nation chat line on Friday, so y'all check it out, man. Brandon Browner was a tall fraud. Yeah, he was trash, man. Came here just strictly for the money. Uh, I'll be real and honest. I mean, can't get more real and honest than that. A says, can't wait to see Delvin Bro on the show, McDonald 35, Ron Eagles. Uh, Yeah, man, we're going uh, to get Delvin Bro on the show, man uh i don't know man like i don't know i gotta i gotta see if uh he still be willing to do it you know what i'm saying i, I don't know i tried to you know i had to get in touch with him again uh we'll see man you know what i'm saying i don't know if y'all been you know noticing what's been going on with delvin you know what i'm saying but i mean he got a lot going on right now so and hopefully you know what i'm saying like things don't change by the end of this week you know what i'm saying we'll have him on there uh ernest ps says uh let me see uh yeah the Cam Jordan uh, fumble return, I remember that BS. Yeah, I remember that too when it was supposed to be a touchdown. I already read that. Saints man says, we're not going to sign Earl Thomas like the same reason we didn't sign AB. We don't need the distraction. I agree. We don't need those type of distractions. I don't want those type of distractions. True Louisiana Animal says, uh, he would be a very good addition to swapping and out. Um, but I don't know, man. It wouldn't, uh, to me, it wouldn't be a good – I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just feel like he would be a distraction. We are praying for bro. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying, man. I, honestly, uh, I feel like he had a lot going on. I remember he was supposed to be – he was supposed to be on the show like on a – on a, not, you know what I'm saying, on last Tuesday, right? So Monday night, the article came out about, you know, some of the things that he'd been going through. And I was like, man, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so – I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I, that's why I decided to push it back a week, but I see, you know what I'm saying, he's, I don't know. You know I said, I, I just want to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, he's in a, you know, he's straight, you know what I'm saying, like as far as that, you know what I'm saying, before I get on the show. I mean, because if you ever seen Delvin Bro interview, like, you know he like really, really, truly honest about a lot of things, man. And I don't know if I want to be asking him the type of questions those articles, uh, you know what I'm saying, insinuating right out of the gate you know what i'm saying like a week removed from now I, I don't know man so I, I i'm thinking about just possibly giving it time and then you know what i'm saying reassessing it uh you know later on you know but i i, I don't know man i want to get a brother some time before i start talking about uh, man stuff like that so i don't know man hope you know what I'm saying? i'll talk to him and and see but uh I'm, i don't know man i might give it some time before we actually start you know having an interview with him I know I said he was supposed to be on there this week, but I don't know, man. That just that's that's tough stuff going on. And you know, I don't want to be one of them people like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? This happened to Delvin, so I'm gonna get him on here. Like, nah, man. I I I ain't I ain't no 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 Gail King type stuff when it comes to R. Kelly or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I won't won't be like, man, I'm gonna strike while the iron is hot. Like, nah, man. Like, I want to make sure that this man's straight. You know what I'm saying? To be having these type of conversations because you know it's gonna go there. 
we know i mean we're gonna talk about same stuff but you know eventually you know what i'm saying the the type of person that he is is going is going you know what i'm saying it, it, it's going to be addressed and i i don't want it to be i, I don't want it to be addressed this, this early you know so i don't know when are the phone calls going to open back up uh ray ray is going to be opening back up when the season start uh, me and my brother uh uh, we're gonna have a, a a pre and post game show, man. It's coming up, so y'all y'all check that out. Two brother sports uh, is coming back, um, and then we're gonna be opening up the phone lines, man. We're gonna have the phone lines wide open uh, before and after the game, okay? Before and after the game. So when the Saints uh, have a good game, you can call sign you know, sign off, and they have a bad game, you can call sign off again, okay? So that, all that is gonna be coming back september 13th week one of the 2020 nfl season tampa versus new orleans pre and post game show man y'all got to check it out uh true louise animal says uh brain uh philip uh says i heard the saints are using zach bond at the edge in certain packages yeah i mean that's what he did when he was in college you know at wisconsin he, he did uh most of his damage with his hand on the ground so um don't be surprised if you see something like that. You know I mean, it's kind of going to be probably like Haloi Kakaha was, you know. I mean, he was they, they had him as a linebacker, but he was one of those linebackers that, you know, that that had his hand on the ground and they usually they usually used him in NASCAR packages. Uh TJ, I think we're good with Swearinger. Yeah, man, that's a person that we don't really talk about a lot. Um DJ Swearinger is really good, man. He's left a mark everywhere he went everywhere he went he left a mark so look out for uh for swearinger i'll be real and honest i thought about our talent or offense breeze kamara uh cgm sanders cook Taysom hill ty montgomery we got weapons our question will be our defense and pass rush ability uh four sacks and sacks yeah I don't think you have too much worry about the defense. I feel like the biggest issue with the defense has been solved. You know, I mean, this is the thing, folks. We criticize the defense, but we don't criticize the defense during the season because of the pass rush. We criticize the defense because they give up late plays in games in the secondary, right? So how do you solve those problems? How do you solve them? You get somebody back there that's a veteran. They're going to get guys in place that's going to be able to call out certain plays and put guys in positions to make plays. That's Malcolm Jenkins. Okay. Like, honestly, the last couple of years, let's just be real about this, folks. The last couple of years, what has been the issue? What has been the thing that has frustrated you to a point where you're like, how are we going to get over this hump? It's not, oh, man, Davenport ain't getting no sacks. It ain't, oh, man, Cam Jordan ain't getting no sacks. It's the secondary giving up big plays. It is the secondary giving up big plays in crucial parts of the game. That has been the issue. We ain't been talking about no pass rush, man. We ain't been talking about guys getting to the quarterback. We we didn't. We, we have been talking about the secondary. The secondary gets talked about way more than the defensive line. You know it, and I know it. So I feel like the Saints actually did something to help themselves defensively by getting Malcolm Jenkins. That's why I feel like it was the biggest need to me. 
a leader in the secondary. So that that's just my that's just my honest opinion. I feel like Malcolm Jenkins was the missing piece that the Saints needed. I feel like it's the same it, it's the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? The Kansas City Chiefs they needed somebody because there was a huge void missing when Eric Berry uh end up uh leaving the team they end up cutting eric berry eric berry was the heart and soul of their secondary and then they they had a missing void right they went to the afc championship game uh they were getting torched by patrick mahomes so what did they do they went and they signed tyron matthew and i think we all can agree in that afc championship game against the titans i mean man he 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 gave them a return on their investment so I just feel like it's the same way with the Saints. Don't go after Earl, please. The locker room doesn't need it. Don't need another Junior Galette. Yeah, man. And you see what Junior doing now, huh? You're like, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said what I see. Like, man, look, you ain't going to be rich all, all the time. And you ain't going to be in the NFL forever. You know, well, you may be rich all the time. You may be rich for the rest of your life. But, you know, when you're young, and you think that your football life is going to be forever and you think you're going to forever be making money, you saw us doing some crazy stuff. Already read that. Already read that. Scroll down just a tad bit. And we thank God for you, TJ. Well, I thank God for you all too, man. I, I really do. Um, as for now, TJ, our pass rush rotation is average. If we add Clowney, uh, it is now lethal. How is it? Hold on. How, how is it average? How is it average? The Saints were like ranked in the top 10 in, in, in sacks last season. Look it up. Okay. I mean, average is like 15 to 20. They was ranked in the top 10. They ranked in the top 10 in sacks. So they can't be average that day. I think, I think we, I think we, want names that i mean i think that's what it is i think we want names we just want somebody that we recognize we we want splash okay but i mean they were ranked in the top 10 they're ranked the top 10 among, among nfl teams and sacks that ain't average i mean it's not like it that is that is not average if they were like 17 or 20 or something like that then i'll be i'll be like okay cool but when you ranked in the top 10, that is not average. That is above average. They have above average players on the defensive uh, line. They, they do. On the defensive line, they have above average players. They are above average team. And I just don't feel like, I mean, come on, man. Like I said, what, what is Clowney going to get you? What are he going to get you? What, what is Jadavion Clowney going to get you? He never gave you, he never gave any team double digit sacks. Do y'all understand? Do y'all understand that Jadavion Clowney played opposite of J.J. Watt? I'm going to say that again. He played opposite of J.J. Watt, the best defensive end in the last 10 to 15 years. Is J.J. Watt, a guy who, who, who he demands double teams. Every single rep, J.J. Watt, this guy only had one-on-one to deal with, and he still couldn't get double-digit sacks. 
Keep in mind, this guy was the first pick overall in a 2014 NFL draft. And yet we sitting up here like this dude, the next coming of Reggie White. Act like this dude, the Marcus Well, when he left the Cowboys, went to Denver. This man couldn't get off one-on-one. You had J.J. Watt getting double, getting triple covered. Okay, this man getting this man is getting blocked by two, three guys that got the tight end chipping this man. And, and Jadavion Cloudy couldn't get to the quarterback. And this is the guy out here where we talking about getting? The same guy who couldn't stay healthy the first three or four years of his career? But yet we want to go ahead and throw Marcus Davenport in the trash? But we want to say, man, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney is just a name. We, we want, like, be, let's be real. This guy is just a name. This guy does not live up to expectations. He has not lived up to expectations. You know, he has not. You're the first pick overall, meaning you are the best pick in the draft. You are the best player to come out of the draft. This guy has not lived up to expectations. And if anybody can say that a player is, is a bust, it's him. He is a bust. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is a bust. Call it for what it is. You won't call Davenport a bust? No, Davenport is not a bust. When you're the first pick overall and never got double-digit sacks, you are a bust. So people ask me all the time, TJ, man, why you don't like Jadavion Klein? Why you don't want – it's because of that. It's because of that. You're wasting money on a player who is not going to give you the production that you need. You are wasting your money on a player who is not going to give you a return on your investment. And if we want to use the logic like, okay, it's just a matter of time before that player gets hurt, then my goodness, why are we trying to go after Jadavion Clowney? Why? Why? I don't know. TJ, uh, how do you how do we fit Dwayne Washington in the running back rotation? Oh, that's a tough one right there. Uh, he, he looked like he's going to be a guy that's going to be strictly on special teams. You know, like I, I really feel that way. Um, Dwayne Washington does some really good things. But, I mean, I'm not going to give up Ty Montgomery's production for no Dwayne Washington. <laughs> I'm just going to be real, which uh, I'm just being real. Like, Dwayne Washington is one of those guys that – Probably got a spot for him on special teams. But um, the way that Ty Montgomery is playing, might not have a place for him, King Arthur. Jerry says, uh, Paulie, uh, Mickey always finds a way to get the money when they really want someone. I agree with that. Josh and Jesus, thank you very much for the $2. He said, just because. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Derek says, hey, TJ, when was the last time you had some that good New Orleans food? Man, it's been a while, man. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a while since I've actually been to New Orleans, probably about a couple of years. So, yeah, it's been a while since I had some New Orleans food. The Truth Hurt says, TJ, when your phone line opens, I definitely will be calling in when the Saints beat the Suckaneers September 13th. <laughs> uh, the Truth Hurt, that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a straight-up plan. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to your call, as well as uh, all the others that will call in on that day. Let's see. Uh, TJ, what's your un unbiased opinion on our record and how far uh, we go this season? 
Uh, my unbiased opinion about our record is 11 and five. And I feel like uh, it's Super Bowl a bust for me. If the Saints don't go to the Super Bowl, it's a bust. It's a failure. Okay, I'm gonna say they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's 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 how I feel because I feel like this is gonna be the last chance they actually get a shot at the Super Bowl for a long time. Okay, uh, so they're gonna have to get it together. So I'm gonna say 11 and five when they go to the Super Bowl. Uh, they have other safeties. Uh, uh, they think can do what Earl does, but they're going to find out the hard way. Earl Thomas is still a beast. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, he a beast. I agree with that. But at the same time, like, um, he a distraction. I don't want that on my team. I don't. I don't care how good they are. You know, I'm not selling my soul uh, for a guy that can possibly destroy my locker room all for a Super Bowl that you know we we think that we can get with him and honestly if he comes in with that type of attitude you ain't winning nothing no way okay because that's the only thing you're gonna do is divide the locker room and we all know when you have a guy like that in the locker room the media can smell that like a shark can smell blood in the water and when you have that type of dissension inside your locker room it's only a matter of time before espn Sports Illustrated and all these other guys infiltrate your locker room and make matters worse with articles that they write. So I do not want this. Okay. I do not want Earl Thomas in the Saints locker room. Uh, you know, I don't think the Saints want him in the locker room. I think the Saints feel like they have a much better leader at this stage in Malcolm Jenkins than they would for a guy who could be a leader, but be more of a distraction than leader in Earl Thomas. So I'm not selling my soul. Uh, I'm not, going to do that and i'm not going to risk the, the the camaraderie of my team to bring somebody in just because he can give me about four extra interceptions in the season nah i'm good on that i'm good not when you feel uh you have comparable players or less so i guess y'all having a debate there let me scroll down just a tad bit i see thanks for insight i was confused af and <laughs> i'm not saying throw davenport in the trash but adding Clowney would only help. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what kind of help are we talking about here? I mean, what, an extra sack or two? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm not trying to pay nobody that can possibly get hurt, that has a reputation for being hurt, and ain't never had double-digit sacks. I'm sorry, man. You don't go out and get guys like that. Okay, you don't go out there and get guys like that unless you know for a fact you about to get a return on your investment. Like the Denver Broncos going and get uh, DeMarcus Webb for the money that they gave him after the Cowboys got rid of him, I understand. Because DeMarcus Webb, for several seasons, he led the league in sacks. All right, I, I get it. But when it comes down to people like the Davion Clowney, you basically, all you're doing is trying to pay this man off potential, Okay. And honestly, how many opportunities you're going to get before people realize that all this potential that you have is just, you know, waste of space? I don't, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like Carl Grandison can give you the same type of production Jadavion Clowney get. Look at the numbers, man. Like, what, what is about Jadavion Clowney that, that just makes him stand out among everybody else? What is athleticism? Well, if you like athleticism, you, sh you should be in love with Marcus Davenport because – the things that Davenport does well, the David Cloudy does well. 
They neither one of them had double digit sacks in their career. And one of them just so happens to be younger than the other. So I am going to take the potential of a Davenport who is young and only can possibly get better over a guy who is what about 27, 28 years old. Okay. And he's only like he's only gonna go down from here. So me personally, I, I, I would take Davenport. And I'll be like, okay, let me let me uh get Davenport, let me rotate Grandison and crew. And then all oh, you also got Morgan's Hunt, man. Now, I don't know if y'all know this guy, but this dude pretty good too. I mean, he played for the coast. He was a guy that was part of the rotation. But uh, the reason why the coast decided to uh you know let this guy go was because of uh some of the production, and he kind of got lost in the shuffle with some of those younger uh defensive ends that they had. So man, you might hey. Might be looking at Marcus Hunt making some noise. Uh, inevitable say it's not just about the sacks. Why is Clowney he is uh, constantly in the backfield disrupting the play? So is Davenport. <laughs> like, I mean, go look at pro football folks. I, I, I think that people just, like, don't fully understand. Inevitable, I'm not saying that you don't. But I'm just saying, go look at the stats. Go look at, go look at the numbers. Like, this guy is, like, this guy's like ranked in the top three in run stopping defensive ends. I mean, come on. I mean, dude can stop the run. The only thing is, the dude is just, he needs to work on his technique. I mean, he's raw. You know, I mean, that's that's the only thing that, that's really wrong with him. I mean, he, he gets quarterback hurries. He gets to, you know what I'm saying? He he gets his hand on the quarterback, just don't bring him down. I mean, when it comes to hurries, he's up there, folks. Go look at Pro Football Focus. Go look at this dude great. Go look at it. Cloudy does not give you a full season, and Thomas carried to pitiful. Yeah, I agree. I need a full season. I need, that's what I need. Who that, TJ? I'm late to the party. Chemo, it's all good, man. Appreciate you for stopping by. Eddie says, breaking news, Earl Thomas is working on a one-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that, that sounded about right. I mean, we know that that's where he wanted to go. Uh, the Saints are done. Time to reveal, uh, to rebuild. Uh, I don't, I don't. Well, next year I think it might be that time, but I think they got one. They got one more, at best, two more shots at this thing. Kimo says he always wanted to go to Dallas. Remember, in the tunnel, he asked them to come get him. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about that earlier, Kimo. I brought that up, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Caden says it's the same situation when uh, they worked out AB. Uh, they're good players, but we'll screw up the locker room. Yep. You don't want that in your locker room, man. You don't. Sometimes, man, like it, it, it can't just be about talent alone, man. You got to think about the personality. Uh, the Ravens didn't want to pay Earl. It's not that he is a cancer in the locker room. Stop saying that because y'all don't know. Though, oh, they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay Earl. So Earl Thomas didn't get $22 million a year. Okay. I mean, he didn't get $22 million for two years from these dudes. So that's about $11 million a year uh, for the Ravens. Nah, man, knock it off. First off, they paid the dude. Because, okay, let, let's go ahead and break this down. What was the one thing that bothered Earl Thomas the most? It was the fact that he was playing for the Seattle Seahawks and he was one of the best safeties in the league, and he didn't get paid like he was the best safety in the league. Thus, 
He ended up leaving Seattle, going to a team that that paid him. Okay, they they paid this man twenty two million dollars. They paid him twenty two million dollars. So this ain't have absolutely nothing to do about money. Okay, this had to do with him getting into it with a young safety. You know what I'm saying? Getting into it with Chuck Clark. Them going back and forth. Don't know what happened really, you know what I'm saying? But all I know is something happened for you to give up on a guy who is a former first-team All-Pro, multi-time pro bowler, and arguably a future Hall of Famer. And probably since he went to the Super Bowl and won one, probably going to end up being in the Hall of Fame. You don't give up on that type of talent unless he really did something that really ticked off the, the, the coaching staff and the organization. Had absolutely nothing to do about money whatsoever because if it was about money, he would have never stepped foot in Baltimore because that is what he wanted. He wanted to be paid like he is one of the top safeties in all of football, and Baltimore gave him that money. So it wasn't about money, my friend. Not at all. Okay? I mean, and also, Matt, check, check it out. From the fact that him bowing to the Dallas Cowboys sidelines, disrespecting the Seahawks organization, him pointing his middle finger to to, uh, Pete Carroll and the coaching staff on the sideline in a game against Arizona, it wasn't their fault he got hurt. I mean, mean, all that complaining and stuff like that. Like, come on, man. Like, I get get you're talking about the contracts because you want more money. You want your, your money to reflect your play. But when the team gives you the money and you play for a team that's 14 and two, I mean, damn, what more do you want? It's not like they sent you to Cincinnati or something like that and, and you was picking first overall this year. You went to a team that was the number one seed, had the league MVP at quarterback and had a running back that had 14 total touchdowns. You had a defense that was turning the ball over. I think they led the league in takeaways. What more do you want? I mean, damn. You can't think you can't get a better situation than that. So I'm just saying, sometimes it's not always about that person and what they did to you. Sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Maybe I am the problem. Maybe I am the problem. The truth earth says, TJ, if Reeves retire after this year and if things don't work out. Uh, with Cam in New England, Saints should go after him. Think about it. He took a Carolina team to the Super Bowl, and this Saints team way better. I don't know about that, man. You know, uh, I feel like if the Saints wanted Cam Newton, they would have got Cam Newton. I feel like, you know, they probably wouldn't have got Jameis. It wasn't like they didn't have opportunity to get him. They just didn't. So, Jenkins has a few rings. Uh, or Jenkins has a few rings just like Thomas. And after this year, Chip Hall of Fame Thomas is a thug, not Saints material. Look, I'm not going that far. I'm not going to call the man a thug. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to call the man a thug because I don't know the dude. I don't know what who he is as a person or nothing like that. Call him a thug. All I can tell you is this, okay? When organizations are starting to, like, talk about you, in a negative light and it just seems like you just can't get along with nobody you gotta look at yourself i, I don't know if to do the thug so i'm not gonna even go that route 
I wouldn't be surprised if he signed with the 49ers just to spice Seattle. Yeah, I mean, he seems like that type of person, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, I just think he wants to be happy, you know. But I don't know. You can't be going at it with the teammates and stuff like that. Uh, Thomas needs a head specialist. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe he does. You know, I mean, he does play at a position. Like I said, guys uh, tend to have concussions and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, man. Maybe that's just one of those cases. Uh, overrated. Now the Saints are done. They just don't have the heart. Old and overrated. Time to rebuild. Um, I don't know about the Saints being uh, done. And I definitely feel like the Saints have heart. Because for the last three years, you're not going to be going to the playoffs and having more wins than any other team in the NFL if you don't have heart. You know, and I don't think that they're overrated at all. You know, like I think that they underrated in some cases. The Saints don't get that much press, no matter how successful they've been over the past few years. Like, think about it right now. The Saints have won the division three straight years in a row, but everybody talking about Tom Brady and Tampa, who haven't even taken a snap yet in Tampa. So I definitely feel like, you know, they underrated. They need to be talked about more, but hey, that's just me. You're entitled to your opinion, though, Eddie. Look like the NFL may allow crowd noise. Yeah, I mean, all they have to do is just go to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, and ask them how it's done, you know. <laughs> just call Atlanta up and be like, you know when y'all was uh, pumping in crowd noise around 2015, you know what I'm saying, because y'all crowd wouldn't chill. Yeah, how did y'all do that? So, yeah, just, just uh, you know, get the, the, the tech guy over the Atlanta Falcons to, like, do the orientation for crowd noise and they'll be all right. Um, let me see. You already read that. He will be a, a damn good catch. I guess you're talking about Earl Thomas. F you character, we need to win. Get out your feelings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you talk about character all you want to. You can you can say that that's not a big deal. And, and you see how far it's going to take you. But, I mean – Name me a team that had questionable character and ended up winning a Super Bowl. I'll wait. Okay. All right. Maybe you need to get out of your feelings and realize that that never happened. So, how <laughs> is he a thug? <laughs> I don't think Cam would have come uh, here to be a backup. Uh, he got way uh, too big of an ego. If Breeze retired, yeah, he might have. Yeah, I mean, probably. He must be a cowgirl fan. Look, I don't, I don't care what he is, you know. Like the Saints have been, the Saints have been one of the uh, one of the best teams in the league. So you can't deny that. Two questions: uh, Should they go after Earl Thomas, and what's going with the Kabara contract situation? Uh, already, uh, we've been talking about Earl Thomas throughout the whole show, uh, on Ren. Uh, yeah, uh, we said that we don't feel like he needs to come to the Saints. And Alvin Kamara's uh, contract uh, situation, I guess the Saints are talking with his representation. That's all we know right now. Everyone's time is winding down. What's your point? Oh, guess y'all going at it with that. Uh, we get Earl and our defense will be too much to handle. Uh, I am using Cowboys, hers. 
don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the Saints are not done. When you make the playoffs three straight years, even after suffering from heartbreaking losses, most teams will mentally fall apart after that. That is true. I mean, look at the Falcons. Falcons uh, blew that 28-3 lead and ain't been the same since. No, you said that. We don't all agree with you, TJ. Who cares? You know, <laughs> I never asked anybody to always agree with me before you, you know, before you get on that. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand this about people, right? Anytime, like, I will debate or go after somebody, man, people ain't gonna always agree with you. Anybody ever been watching my show, which I'm pretty sure you haven't because I've never seen you before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you, I mean, people talk. I give my opinion. I agree. We agree to disagree, and we'll move on. I don't care about everybody agreeing with me. I don't. Don't care at all. That what makes the show even better. The fact that people have different opinion about things. I said that the Saints should get Earl Thomas. You say that they should get Earl Thomas. That's your opinion. Me saying that the Saints don't get uh, Earl Thomas, they shouldn't get him, is my opinion. It is what it is. So I don't I don't get that. I, I don't get that. You know, I'm always supposed to agree with you, TJ. Like, is that ever, like, I promise you, I get so many inboxes when, man, I'm going to just leave it, I'll just leave it alone. Oh, I'm going to just say it like this. People just need to know how to have conversations with one another, okay? People need to know how to have conversations with one another. It ain't always about, you know, agreeing with one another. And if, you know what I'm saying, I can care less if anybody disagree with me. I can care less. Don't make sense at all. Uh, I, let me hold on. Let me go back. Uh, do you think we're gonna uh, we're gonna be able to resign everyone from the 2017 draft class? And if that, or uh, who you think will release? I see probably Azalone. I can see Alex Azalone leaving. So I don't know. Uh, TJ, uh, I like when we agree, and I love when we disagree. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's a promise that inevitable has a very and shout out to Everble, man, like a really solid uh, football mind, man. I, I mean, I, I check y'all on Big Q show. I think you called in one time. I heard you. Good football mind. That, that's a prime example right there. Good. This is a good football mind right here. We don't always agree with everything. He has a very, like, everything he's saying about Cloudy is, is very valid. Very valid. I'm just giving my opinion on what I'm saying. And I respect the hell out of him for, for his opinion. You know, like, I mean, if, if the Saints had breaking news right now and they signed to David McClowney, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be like, man, shoot, man, they, they got him, man. Like, it's all to help the team. So I wouldn't care, you know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care at all. I mean, as long as he can, like, generate some sacks, get some pressures to, to benefit the team, I wouldn't care. I'm just saying, like, from my standpoint, why I wouldn't. Peep this. I am done talking about Thomas. Who cares? His NFL time is winding down. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's the topic of conversation, Ernest. So, I mean, we're going to have to address two questions. Should they go after Earl Thomas? Oh, yeah, I already read that one. Uh, let's see. Let's throw it down a little bit. Uh, thank mercy helmets are big in NFL so they can fit Thomas' wool and cranium. <laughs> Man, that's a cheap shot right there. Just come on, man. We better than that here. 
Saints are one of the best offenses. We will have some games to where the defense has to be at their best and need to be consistent, not give up too many big plays. And that's why I say, you know, I feel like that's what they did by getting Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins is one of those guys that's seen it all and has done it all. So I feel like that, that was the Saints fixing the issue. Andrews Pete <laughs> is soft as baby. This guy gets hurt and, and <laughs> stretching exercises, throw some dirt on it, get an old school uh, club uh, tape job, and get back out there. Thumbs are used to hold and grab anyways. Oh, man. Uh, I do agree about uh, uh, Andrews Pete is not the toughest guy that you would meet, but I don't know, man. I mean, if he hurt, he hurt. Clowney would be an interesting addition, though. I mean, he would, but I mean, like I said, I wouldn't just break the bank for him. TJ, must respect to you, brother, man. Must respect to you, too, inevitable. I believe uh, black and gold, uh, TF, uh, we in win now mode. Earl Thomas is an upgrade to any team, period. Yeah, he an upgrade. Antonio Brown would have been an upgrade, right? Antonio Brown would have been an upgrade. But at the same time, you got to think about your team. You got to think about the chemistry. You got to think about decision in the locker room. I'm I'm telling you, man. I, I'm just being I'm just being real. I have never seen a team that had a divided locker room win nothing. I just haven't. Like rather basketball, baseball, hockey. I never seen it done. When you have a bunch of guys who can't get their ego in check, who can't get their ego straight who can't look past themselves for the greater good, which is winning. You ain't going to win a got doggone thing. You're not. It's going to look good on paper. You're going to look good if you simulate Madden to the end of the season. Might win a Super Bowl there. But you ain't winning nothing if you got a divided locker room. And the Saints have done an outstanding job over the years getting guys into the locker room that are leaders, guys that are not locker room distractions, and they have been winning. Think about this. All the money that the Saints put out there to try to make themselves a Super Bowl contending team from 2011 on to about 2015. Ain't win nothing. They ain't win nothing. So why are we sitting up here pretending? Like just because a guy has a bunch of talent, but he's a locker room distraction, it will not affect the team as a whole. It will. It will. Because the media, I'm telling y'all, the media, they can smell blood in the water, and they will pounce on it quickly. So, Earl Thomas, I will agree with you, uh, Winwith. I will agree with you, my brother or my sister. I'm not sure if you're a woman or a man. No, no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like the New Orleans Saints, if they were to get Earl Thomas, it would be a distraction. He has great talent. He has great talent. I'm not going to knock that. I've been watching Earl Thomas since he was in those high school games, you know what I'm saying, he used to watch on ESPN. I watched this man all through college when he was at Texas. I watched him get drafted by Seattle. I remember the first time he went down to New Orleans and, and Drew Brees was picking him apart. Okay, I remember when – the Saints went up to Seattle and how he was dominating in that game. I've seen this guy grow as a safety to the guy that we see today. 
But at the same time, there is an issue going on with Earl Thomas, and it will be an issue that would affect the locker room because of how good he is. Okay, and when and when guys are good, people start to gravitate towards those guys and start listening to them, and they might end up being a problem to some of these young players, like a CJ Gardner Johnson, right? Like people like that that could possibly be one of the best safeties in the league, but might end up clinging on and hanging on to somebody like Earl Thomas, who has a bad attitude, or a guy that, you know what I'm saying, that, that probably doesn't have a good day at home bringing it to work. All of a sudden, you got a dissension in the locker room. Thanks, but no thanks. Malcolm Jenkins will do just fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with it. What up, TJ? You are doing a great job. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that is my mom right there, you know, that's uh, chiming in. I uh, appreciate that, mom. I love you. Uh, Joe says, uh, do you think our defense could be a top five? Man, y'all give my mom a shout-out. Carolyn Jones in the chat, man. Y'all give a shout-out to my mom. Do you think our defense could be a top five? Oh, uh, Joe, yeah, I do, man. I, I really believe that uh, we can be a top five defense. No doubt about that. Andres Pete don't have a problem gripping a hamburger. <laughs> oh, man, my goodness. Um. Man, the man lost 30 pounds, man. He, he lost 30 pounds. He lost 30 pounds. I'm going to give him his respect, all right? He hurt, man, but at the same time, he's supposed to be back. Let's be honest. The main problem for the Saints over the last five years also has been that secondary for the most part. Facts. Facts, man. That's facts. Yeah, no player, no matter how good or great, they are is worth ruining a locker room with their negativity and big egos. I agree with that. Superstar says, Who that family? True Louisiana animal laughing at Dwayne. Winwit says, Winning what? We regular season champions. They division champions, though. They division champions. They have won more games than any other team in the last three in three seasons. And unless you are the New England Patriots, it is very tough for you to go back to a Super Bowl. Can you name a team for the last, I think the last time this has happened, I think maybe Seattle back-to-back. So what team in NFC, you know what I'm saying, has been constantly winning Super Bowls? Okay, usually they just kind of just take turns. So I will take that, okay? In 2017, the Minneapolis Miracle would have destroyed probably, i say, about 65% of the teams in the NFL, okay? 2018. The controversial nine call probably would have destroyed about 90% of NFL teams. Yet this team had the same record in back-to-back seasons. So I get it. You know, like, oh, man, why they ain't in the Super Bowl? But the Saints are one of the best teams in the league. You not, you know, sometimes things are not going to go your way. So I don't, I don't know if uh, Earl Thomas is going to change that. Like, we acting like these dudes like 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, and nine or something. You, if you're a 13 and three, regardless if you're losing the playoffs or not, you're a damn good football team. Like, so unless the Saints go eight and eight, seven and nine, miss the playoffs, then we can start having conversations about what they need to do and they need to grab this, grab that. It's, it's going to happen. Might be five years from now, might be 10 years from now, but we're going to look at some of these moments that we are criticizing and, and, and critiquing. And with a fine-tooth comb, and we're going to wish and hope and pray 
that we can have seasons like this. It, it might happen. It might be five years from now. It might be 10 years from now. But it's gonna probably going to be a moment where we're going to look back and be like, man, I'd rather just take what we had before. So be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, man, because you just might get it. And the guys that we're talking about getting this guy and getting that guy, we need to go over here and get this guy. And why we got rid of him to get him and why he's still here. Be careful what you wish for. Okay. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay. I'm a man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I just seen a picture of a baby on there. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't mean no disrespect by that. I respect your mind, TJ, bro. And I love your broadcast. I have my opinions. You have yours. It's all good. Man, that's like I said, it, that's what it's all about. That that's what it's all about. It's not like I'm it, it's, it's not like I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm discrediting what you're saying. When I when I have okay, somebody like Iceman T always he has a strong opinion. Sometimes like we'll disagree. I mean, there's several times where, you know, I mean, I see some I see somebody that has a difference of opinion. And you know what I'm saying? I have those type of conversations, but I respect the hell out of what you're saying. I respect your opinion. I'm you know what I'm saying? I understand look, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to Earl Thomas. Dude is a beast, but I'm just looking at it from I'm just looking at it from a, a, a chemistry standpoint. You you need chemistry in your locker room. You need the guys that know that they're leaders. You need the guys that are under those guys to understand the leadership that those guys possess and respect it. And understand the pecking order of things, right? You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like Michael Thomas, right? Michael Thomas is slowly starting to develop as a leader, right? He's starting to slowly come into that role. And eventually, like, like somebody like uh, Drew Brees might leave. Or you know what I'm saying? Like somebody Malcolm Jenkins may retire. And he's going to be that next guy up, right? Because he's the next dude that's probably going to end up in a, in a Hall of Fame. And he, I mean, he's he's going that way, you know what I'm saying? Pending injury or something like that. So and you need guys in there. You don't need guys that are walking in thinking that they're the is all in a be all and they just mess up the dynamic of the team. If Earl Thomas, if it was a situation kind of similar to, like I said, Janora Jenkins, Janora Jenkins, I mean, the man just got tired of losing. I get it. Okay. I mean, when, when you, put your best effort on the field every single week and ain't got nothing to show for it. I, I understand it, but fighting teammates going at coaches, like you don't want that, man. Junior Gallette had talent, but he had to uh, kick rocks locker room. Got to have that chemistry. No BS. Sean ain't having it period. And on Winwood, I, I, I tell you, I'll give you another one too. Do you know that the locker room of the New Orleans Saints, this is no lie. The locker room of the New Orleans Saints was so bad that Drew Brees was about to retire after the, you know what I'm saying, at the 2016 season. He was going to retire after the 2016 season. That's how bad the locker room was. And he even said, he said, if the locker room would have continued to be like that, I would have been gone. But it was 2017 when I seen that there was a change starting to happen in the locker room and guys started to have fun and guys start to rally behind each other. He said, that made me fall in love with football again. So think about this. The all-time leading pass, all-time leading touchdown, completion percentages, was about to walk away because the locker room chemistry was that bad. So you do not want that back in your locker room, man. You do not. 
It was that bad, dude. I think people are hyping up the Bucks way too much. They haven't sniffed the playoffs in about 13 years. Until proven otherwise, they still won't make the playoffs. They'll be at home chilling. Now, Brandon, I'm not going to go that far, man. I, I'm not going to go that far. I, I do feel like uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm not going to disrespect them like that. But I do feel like the Saints are going to be better than they are. That, that, that I will say. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of shout out to my mom up in there. Yeah, man. Y'all show love to my mom up in here in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Falcons are playing in the SEC. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, I, I keep an eye on what's going on in the South. I mean, I'm seeing AJ Terrell, man. He out there balling. You know what I'm saying? He out there breaking up passes from Julio and Calvin Ridley. So, uh, I mean, dude looking pretty good, though. Heavy C. Uh, Henderson says, with all the leadership in our locker room, you still don't think we can handle an AB at wide receiver. It's not the fact that you can handle him. It's just the fact that why would you want to add that type of stress in your life? Like, honestly, man, like, why would you want to add that type of stress in your life? You know, like if you if you uh for all my uh female uh, viewers out there, would you just want to date a guy just because he looked good, but he 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 doing all type of different things, never coming home at night? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what you gonna say? Like, oh man, but he looked good. And, and and for my and for my male listeners out there, would you would you wanna if a girl just look just because she looked good, you gonna continuously put stress in your life? When you know that she's not good for you, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know what I'm saying? Respecting you as a person, you know what I'm saying? Not, not, you know what I'm saying? Being an equal partner to you. Like, what you gonna say, man? Dog, I feel horrible, man. She made me feel like the worst person in the world, but dang, she looked good. Like, come on, man. You wouldn't do this in your life, so why would you do that in your locker room? That's all I'm saying. It's easy for us, like, it's easy for us to, to to say these things because we I man, I get it. Like we just frustrated and we wanna we don't want no stone left unturned. We want to make sure that we check underneath the crevices of what the Saints have, right? Any offensive lineman that could probably get hurt, we want another guy to come in, play just as well, or probably equal to that standard. But that's just not the way the world works. And that's just not the way the NFL works, okay? There's only so much money that you can throw around. And it's best for you to try to develop some of these younger players so they can possibly take the place of some of these veteran players. I am for building teams. I'm not for going out here, being Jerry Jones, and opening up my checkbook and signing every free agent that has a name that comes uh, through free agency. I feel like teams are built through the draft. If, if you continuously go out here and get a bunch of free agents, I mean, I just don't feel like that's going to help your team. You mentioned the Patriots always in the playoffs. I guess so when you play in the weakest division in the NFL, uh, put them in one of the NFC divisions, it'll be different. I agree that they probably would have lost some games, but you also have to look at the fact, too, that when they play in the AFC playoffs, they playing against some of the best teams in football, right? They playing some of the best teams in their conference, so – they did beat those teams in order to make make the Super Bowl. Now, I mean, we can argue about you know some of the uh, some of their um, questionable uh, tactics, you know, Spygate, Deflate Gate, 
you know, like stuff like that. But they still managed to get there. So I don't know what deal Robert Kraft made with the devil, but uh, they've been winning. Inevitable says Bucks will be good, but they'll still have no running game, a mediocre O-line, and a suspect secondary. That's a recipe for a lot of shootouts, and you don't win them all. Yeah, I agree with that. You got to have a defense. Uh, I feel like the way Bruce Arians plays offensively is just a matter of time before Tom Brady be throwing picks all over the place. I've never seen a Bruce Arians quarterback that didn't have a high rate of interceptions, a high percentage of interceptions. So I don't feel like Tom Brady at 43 years old would be an, uh, an exception. I'm going to read a few more. It says, does Gail Benson have the waivos to push Sean Payton on notice if we don't get it done this year? Enough is enough. Mental mistakes and blunders usually fall uh, back on the coaching. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like Sean Payton deserves to be uh, on notice. Uh, I feel like Sean Payton is a really good football coach. Um, it's not Sean Payton's fault that you know, Marcus Williams whiffed on the tackle. It, it's not Sean Payton's fault that uh, the referees didn't throw a flag. And it's not uh, Sean Payton's fault that uh, P.J. Williams uh, couldn't cover, you know what I'm saying, like if, if he was an undercover cop. So, I mean, Sean Payton, I mean, has had the Saints looking really good over these past few years. And um, I don't know, like I said, man, we're going to be looking down the line five, ten years from now, and we're going to be like, Man, I remember when we had this, and we're going to be hoping and praying uh, that we can go back to some of these moments that we're nitpicking right now. I don't feel like, but right, you're, you're entitled to your opinion, Brand. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, I don't. I, I just don't agree with the fact that he needs to be put on notice. But I will say this. Um, I do feel like Sean Payton – I do feel like Sean Payton eventually there's going to have to come a time where he's going to really be need to be held accountable for uh, some of the decisions that he made. And to answer your question at the top, I don't know if uh, Gail Benson going to do it or not, because I think that people are going to start looking at how the Saints used to be. And it might make the organization afraid that they might go back to those moments when they get rid of Sean Payton. So he has a lot of leverage in that regard. Uh, don't get me wrong. I know they'll be good, but still have to play the Saints and Falcons twice. Plus, the NFC as a whole is too tough and talented. Even if they go 10 and 6, won't be a guarantee. I think they'll go 10 and 6. I'll give them 10 and 6. Um, I'm going to read one more from uh, Brandon Reese. He's been busy, man. Uh, he says, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Saints do after Drew Brees retires. That, that's That's a good point. And then we're going to end it with uh, Inevitable. It says, hey, TJ, if we don't get to the Super Bowl this year and they part ways with Peyton, uh, what you think the chances of us signing Jeb Harbaugh? I would like it. That's the only person that I would that I would have no problem with. That That's the only person in the world I would have a problem with, them getting Jim Harbaugh. I would love Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. I, I think I said that before. I think I even mentioned that. But uh, I would love to see him. Um, you know what I'm saying? As a head coach, if Sean Payton decides to go somewhere else, but I don't think Sean Payton going anywhere, man. I mean, it's it going to be hard to get rid of a guy like that. It's going to be hard. And he's still winning a whole bunch of games. I mean, 
So I, I don't know if they're going to do that. I think they're going to think about the possibility of regressing if he leaves. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for your comments, man. And, uh, you know, I, I will say this, you know, rather, you know, we agree or disagree. I, I feel like I have to say this because there was some, there was some, uh, you know, I, I seen a, a bunch of uh, flamethrowers uh, that was that would take that was taking place in uh in the chat, man. So I want to make sure that we we understand this. You know, we're all family at the end of the day. We're not always going to agree, um, but at the same time, I mean, we're all Saints fans. We all say who that, and I want to say much love to everybody, man. I love the I, I love the passion that the who that nation and the chat and you know that that brings to this show every single time we do it. So thank you all very much. Uh, I encourage you all to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, and thank you all for your love and your support. Uh, looking forward to this week. Uh, hopefully, we can get Delvin Bro on the show. Um, like I said, I'm not too sure. You know, a lot of things going on with that. Uh, Larry Holder is going to be on the show this week, as well as Amy Just. Uh, these are two Saints reporters. I'm pretty sure some of you probably know who they are. Uh, we're going to be talking about New Orleans Saints with them. And on Friday, uh, I'll be on uh, the Who That Nation chat line with CB. So y'all check that out, too. Uh, and uh, make sure that I keep you all posted on any news uh, that involves the New Orleans Saints that happens. So keep it locked right here to the State of the Saints podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?